episode 354 of the Chamberlain Chance and Alex podcast, the best podcast. This week, we talk about video games. A lot of video games, yeah. And a movie. And a a book. A book. Oh, shit. A fucking book. I'm a monster. Printed word? Printed words. Oh, God. Okay, what... Was this this book you, like... It is, Yeah, you you, you emailed us a picture of this, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, this feels like it came out of fucking nowhere. It did. He, he sends us the cover of a book. I'm like, what? Yeah. What no, I've been about? following uh, Grady Hendrix for a couple of years now, and he's been pretty good. I, I'm i trying my hand at horror novel myself. You got to read people who are at least, you know, doing stuff that you like in the genre. And he is way better at characters than I'd say Stephen King is. And most well. of his books are pretty good. Some are better than others. He's never really quite made something I could just heartily recommend to people that usually play video games. But I think <laughs> How to Sell a Haunted House is legitimately good and worth your time. Even if you're just like, I want like a good ghost story. This, and I also enjoy Child's Play. This is a decent riff on that genre. Hmm. Like, what if Chucky was the embodiment of generational trauma? Okay. And what if, like, it just basically... This is a Pennywise level villain against like a sibling rivalry that is both sad and honest in ways you don't really see in fiction a lot. It's like a brother and sister that like the brother's kind of a spoiled brat and never really did anything with his life, and they have to like reconvene after their parents die suddenly to sell their house. Hmm. And they, if Pennywise was a five-year-old child, that is what they have to deal with. Hmm. It's very good legitimately unsettling at times what it ultimately wants i thought was kind of esoteric and disturbing in ways i wasn't expecting he's got great dialogue that you really fucking hate the younger brother and you kind of get where he's coming from but it never the author never really asks you to like think he's a good person because he's not but he has been through some shit and it's just a good story and when you and like it almost ends like two-thirds of the way through and you're like Fuck, how do they keep this going? This would make a fantastic miniseries. So I'm, I'm looking at his bibliography here, and, the, mm-hmm. and there's, some, there's some pretty good titles. In tw- He's great, got great titles. In 2012, Satan Loves You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, uh, the Final Girl Support Group. Not crazy about it. It was, it was okay. Uh, These Fists Break Bricks, How Kung Fu Movies Swept America and Changed the World. I haven't, and, I haven't read that one. And bad astronauts. That's yeah. That already got optioned. That's that was fast. Okay. I did enjoy my best friend's exorcism. That's another good title. I like that. I one. think that one yeah. was it was adapted, wasn't it? It was. It was a movie that we don't need to talk about. Okay. Book was good. Directed by Damon Thomas with a screenplay by Jenna Lemia was in 2022. Yeah, I think that went like straight to Amazon Prime or something. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And, uh, yeah, I just, like, watched, like, a trailer for it and was like, no. Mm-mm. Don't need that. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it was an R book, and I think, like, a PG movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's never good. No. Let's see. Let's see if I can find some reviews here for it. Uh, my best friend's XOR. Do you have time to read a book? Tomatoes. Uh, usually question. it's audiobooks, Oof. and I play oh. video games. Okay. 53%, per- 53% on Rotten Tomatoes for that. Yowch. Yowch. So uh, one of us saw Cocaine Bear, as I understand it. Oh, yay. I did. I did see Cocaine Bear. 
How was Ray Liotta's last on-screen performance? Well, he's barely in it, and he's kind of phoning it in because he's old and sick. So, I mean, yeah. it's fine. He's he's the bad guy. It's fine. So, Cocaine Bear is exactly as entertaining as you would expect for a movie called Cocaine Bear. Okay. It's a B movie that is surprisingly gory in places, like way over the top. Hmm. That is still funny. That is a just a solid hour and a half of okay. I'm going to check out, check my brand at the door, and have a good time. The bear's got some just wicked kills. There's some fairly funny moments. The kids are not insufferable. There's a scene of the kids doing cocaine. That's actually pretty funny. So there were actually like some memorable moments in this movie. It's Absolutely, like kids as in like 14 year olds doing cocaine. Yeah, well, they, it's, okay. it's actually maybe actually even younger than that. They they find some and they 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 kind of know what it is, but they're not sure. And they're at the age where they lie about knowing everything. So the boy's like, well, I do cocaine all the time. I, okay, I love that. And the girl's like, then do some. And then, of course, they take comically large spoonfuls of it because it's a, oh, com- it's a movie. And spit it all out or something like that. And then it comes back to it later on because one of the mothers is a nurse and she figures out that they're doing it. And so it's it's played for laughs. It's tongue-in-cheek. It's, it's not this weird thing. I mean, it, it's... I don't know. The, the characters are all mostly unimportant. It's just who gets eaten by the bear when. It doesn't need to be more than that, though. No, yeah. it doesn't. And and the bear is not a villain. You find out that the bear is a, is a mom, and there are two baby bears <laughs> because they had a little extra money in the special effects department, so now you've got two baby bears covered in cocaine. So it's... Yeah. <laughs> I honestly Spoiler. thought it was funny. My wife spent a good half of it buried into my arm because she doesn't handle gore at all, and I was not expecting, you know, Ray Liotta to be literally disemboweled and have the baby bears eating him. That was a little a bit much. But uh Spoilers. No, it was it was a good time. It was this I mean, the horror comedy hour and a half. Fine. It was fun. Hard needle to yeah, thread. It, it's hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely want to get see any it. Oscars for anything? No. It, it I don't, do I want to go to a theater to I, see it? I don't know. I would go to a theater to see it if someone wants to go with me. Okay, yeah, good point. Yeah, and I've, I've put feelers out there to my brother. My, but you asked my brother to do something. He's like, yeah. I'll tell you tomorrow, and that was a week ago. <laughs> that, that's kind of like my been... mom. Yeah. you. She contacts you. It is uh, not worth I two I think ways. it would have been better with a larger audience. It was kind of like a sparse showing. It was like a 4 o'clock showing, so we kind of, it was sparse. I think this would uh, would be a movie that benefits from a crowd just kind of getting into it and laughing along at the same time and cringing at the same things. Yeah, the mm. menu... The menu was like three quarters of the way full. It was a good time. You saw the menu in theaters? I did. Oh, wow. Like a week before it came out on HBO. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I finished Winning Time. That was really good. Wedding Time? A Winning Time. The oh, LA Winning Lake, Time. Yeah, that was, show. That, that was fun. It was, it was a fun show with a lot of really good performances and a lot of style. I really like the guy playing Kareem. Yeah, I thought he did a great job. The guy playing Kareem did a great job. The guy playing uh, Magic Johnson did a great job. Um, the uh, the woman who like runs the numbers is really good. The daughter is really good, and um, uh, the main guy, what's his name? Uh, Gary Buss. Yeah, but uh, the actor. Yeah, uh, uh, fuck. I, I always I can't remember. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley again. Yes. Those two <laughs> John C. Riley. Okay. It helped. I'm sorry. Yeah. Those two always and forever. Yeah, John C. Riley is is wonderful in it. He Watch really me he, paddle, motherfuckers. He really like. He plays a horrible person that you can't help but root for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, a needle to thread. 
Um, Breath of the Wild. I kept playing it last week. Good. Uh, At least one ouch. of it. Yeah. I I I I kept playing it, and I decided I'm going to get like all the hearts I can, and I got. I get I got every shrine. I got all 120 of the God. shrines in that game. Jeez. Yeah. And some of the shrines, it should be pointed out, I fucking hate because there's a there's not too many. There's maybe like five or six across the entire game out of the 120 where in order to interact with the shrine to beat it, you have to tilt the controller yes. to move a thing within yeah, the shrine. Yeah. I fucking hate those and there's one where it's like you know those toys you had as a kid where you have to like tilt a ball through i know the exact yes. shrine you're talking about i can picture it it was terrible <laughs> surgeons use that for dexterity. yeah but, but here's the solution to that shrine now and forever chamberlain mm -hmm. the first thing you do is you flip the entire maze upside down you let a ball drop onto it and then you flip the ball <laughs> as hard as you can from from the maze out of the maze onto the track it needs to go on to. I can usually get that done at about four tries, but I can't engage with it in the way it wants me to. Like the controls just suck. Nintendo, please stop with the gimmicks. God, but yeah, I got 120 shrines, and then I'm like, well, I could go and try to find all. I think it's 500 or 600 Korok oh, seeds, and those yeah. are just are invisible half the time. No, no, just like little environmental puzzles. Yeah. Yeah, but and I wouldn't like wander around the environment looking for the Alex. I would get a map, yeah. and 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 set out to do this just like I do did with the shrines. Like, because who has I, time for that? Not me. Mm -mm. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll just go fight Ganon. So I went to. Uh, it was like the one time I like. Usually I unlock or I access the, the shrine inside Hyrule Castle relatively early in a playthrough, so I can always go there and get good gear. But in this playthrough, I was getting good gear relatively early in it, and I never needed to go there. So I just went to the shrine, walked up through the castle, fought Ganon once, and then all of the the divine beasts like shoot their beams at him to weaken him. And at this point, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to do one of the divine beasts. <laughs> <laughs> I always don't do the one in, in the fire realm. Because uh, because the approach to the Divine Beast is this huge um, escort mission slash stealth thing that I fucking hate. That whole sequence I just hated. So I never did it, but then I beat Ganon again. I still have the save just before I fight Ganon, so I could go back and do those Korok seeds if I wanted to. And then I was like, well, I could go play Sable some more. I didn't really feel like playing that. The mystery was over. So I down... Yeah, I, I downloaded and reinstalled uh, South Park: The Fractured But Whole. Mm, okay. Because my older brother, my older brother's been playing it recently, and there was there's a team member that I never got because I guess I just never played through the Casa Bonita DLC. You can get a goth girl uh. as one of your team members, and of course, like she says, like little pithy South Park goth goth character stuff, but her abilities are like are really, really cool looking. Like, she'll take a drag off a cigarette that she has in, like, the Penguin's Long Cigarette Holder. And then she'll blow... Oh, I know who this is. Yeah, she'll blow smoke over a line of, like, three guys and snap her fingers and the smoke explodes in flames. It just looks cool. And then her ultimate, um, she transports herself to hell and then gives Satan the finger guns. And Satan's like, yeah! And then, <laughs> and then the entire field... Uh, every enemy on the field gets damaged, and all the damage that's done to the enemies on the field is returned to your entire team as health. It's a nice. really cool. Um, that ult. sounds pretty broken. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. Uh, so I uh, so I decided I'd, I'd do that, and uh, then I learned that if I unlocked it on a previous save, I could do it on any save. So I went to a previous save where I had like like super high powered characters, and I just went into Casa Bonita, did the fight where you unlock the character, and then started a new save. So as soon as I can add characters to my group, I can add the goth girl to my group and play through the game again. And then I just I didn't play it. I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. <laughs> and lately, getting more and more pissed off with the matchmaking. Like, today, mm. it has been egregious. I had one good play today. But, yeah, I won one game on Tracer, but otherwise I'm just getting my ass kicked. We, we just fought a Genji who went 20, it was like 20-0 and 0 on, uh, on a King of the Hill map. Like, we just could never kill him. And every time I went to the back line to deal with the Bastion, uh, the Brig just turned around and made me fuck off. It was nothing I could do the entire time. And we had a top 500 tank. And when the game began, my brother goes, oh, this is going to be pretty interesting. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, look at our tank. And the tank says top 500 challenger. And I go, yeah, and with our luck, we're going to be dealing with a top 10 DPS on the enemy team. And that Genji kicked the fuck out of all of us. So I think I've brought this up previous weeks, but is it possible that this is happening because the player base is shrinking 100%. and they're just trying to fill matches. hundred percent. Yes. That's not good. Yes. Well, agreed. that's if, if we think of overwatch and overwatch two as one game, just for a second for this, for this argument, it's following the same path. A lot of fighting games do where towards the end of a fighting game's active online life. All that is left are the hardcore, the hardcore. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you're there because you love it, and you're good. But um, everybody no, no, else, I am mid. I am. I you're am fine. You're, you're there because you love it, and you're mid. Okay. Yeah. But, but the other ninety percent of people who are there are there because they like it, and they like to abuse people because they're really good. Um, no, it's not that they're really good. Like sometimes they're really good, but ninety percent of the time, the person who is quote really good is just using a mouse. They're just cheating. Oh. Uh, oh the well, video I put true. up last night called uh, "People." It was like. Most, most users, users have no courage or something like that? Yeah, yeah most, most users are cowards, and that was the McCree. And the reason sound cuts out for one full second of that clip is because this McCree is walking beneath me. Uh, he's a most user, most, most user, by the way, listener, so he is an absolute dipshit and an asshole and a coward. Hey, <laughs> some, of us, some, of us, some of us have friends who are PC players. Okay, but this isn't a PC player, Alex. This is mm-hmm. a the console player on console. Oh, it's, who oh, has what an asshole. bought specific hardware to use a mouse to aim against players using controllers with the aim, with the precision and speed of a mouse and all the benefits of a console's aim assist. Mm. So, yes. No, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> so I drop in behind him and I do this move that for some reason works really well against McCree's in particular. I put a clip into his back, blink forward through him, reload my guns. He turns to, you know, deal with me and throw a throw his grenade at me, blink immediately backwards behind him again as he's now looking forward, and then kill him. And then the sound cuts out, and I go, fuck you, bitch! That's what I said. <laughs> but I got that from the YouTube video. And then uh, his mercy shows up to res him. I pull spawn the mercy. The brig is there. I kill the brig. It felt so good. It felt so good. God, I'm sick of it. I'm so tired oh. of it. I miss what Overwatch was so much. How can you tell when, that easily that he's a mouse user? Just the shots he makes? Um, no, it's not or the, the shots he makes. You you watch the kill cam and watch the movement of the cursor. Oh, and you can it's, just it's see un, it. It's okay. unmistakable. It's unmistakable yeah. when it's a mouse. Yeah. A a mouse or a, a, con, a console user, if 
you are to the left of them and they want to aim there, their cursor will go in a straight line in the direction that you are. A mouse user will like loop around first away from you and then zip over to you perfectly. Like it's fucking ridiculous what a mouse user can do. And it's 100% cheating. And I'm really tired of it and I really miss what Overwatch was. I saw a thing that um, even in the final years of Overwatch, they were raking in either millions or billions of dollars with loot boxes. And with even though there are whales who are spending money on Overwatch 2, it's only like 100000 a month. Ouch. Because, because the player base just went... Pew. I don't know if it's Short-sided. True. Yeah, well, that's codec for you. Yeah, you I'm could, in a bad mood today. You could embrace the evil and find How? that mouse and use it that way. No, just I Just move over to mouse and possibly. keyboard? No, that, no, that just takes the art that. out of the experience. I would not do that. <laughs> Might as well play PC then. <laughs> No, it's, Let the hate no, flow through it's, you. It's not, a, it's not about that. It's it's that, um, you know, I'm a console player. I want to play against other console players. Uh, the head of, the current head of Blizzard, Mikey Barra, when he was working for Microsoft, said that uh, that a game developer could easily implement this for their game, where they just detect that you're using mm-hmm. an alternate uh, input method and uh, put those people in their own queue if they wanted to. He, they could do it. He said they could do it. They're not going to because it would cost them money to do it. That, and again, you're dealing with a much smaller pool of people. And and the fairness of the game is unimportant. Well, yeah, at this point, yeah. Current yeah. Blizzard leadership. It's really, really sad. But every now and again, there are wonderful moments. But, fuck, they're fewer and further between than they've ever been before. All I'm hearing is it's going to get easier and easier to ignore Diablo 4. And that's fine with me. It's You're not going to be able to ignore Diablo hoping, 4. Uh, yeah. Like I, I, I'd like I held off to... on 3 for a good 5 years. I'll be surprised, Alex, if you last 6 months. I, look, Torchlight 2 kept me sated for a long-ass time. And uh, I don't know. I've read what people think of it so far. It's nothing special. I stand by my position. I do have some hate mailbag entries, though. <laughs> I, I, t- I, I promise I won't. Why, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> what? I don't have a problem. You you have a problem. Sh- sh- shut up. Um, okay. <laughs> um, God, I don't even remember the match, but the enemy Junkrat's name was Syrupy. <laughs> and I beat the shit out of these guys, and at the end of the match, the, uh, the Junkrat writes, Tracer, try not to be a total loser challenge level impossible. And again, oh. I'm mid- but too much for that guy. Just plays to complain. Just plays to complain, that's all. <laughs> so what do you guys play this week? Apropos of nothing, I started up a Di- uh, Diablo. Uh, <laughs> ugh, Dark Souls 3 run. Having a really Ooh. good time. It's been long enough to where I forgot where all the really shitty traps are, which is the perfect time to mm. replay a Dark Souls. Yeah, where it can still fuck you. Yeah. Oh, the um, like the Cathedral of the Deep. So so many fuck you spots. Loved it. Every second of it. Is it like a... I guess the PC version looks about as good as Elden Ring? Mm, like a couple steps behind. Elden Ring Texture's still looks a little prettier. I would imagine. It's clearly the same game and engine. Oh. Um, oh. It's honestly pretty close. Runs pretty well on the deck. Hmm. I'm happy with that. Three does use like a lot of effects, like I think of like the dancer of Royal Valley and shit. Like oh, that. it looks so good. 
like even like all the way down to low, which is the only way to get 60 FPS in the deck, still shockingly good. Like the difference between that and two is night and day. I should do like a sword and board run in Elden Ring. I'm also kind of working on that too. I'm kind of stuck at level 83, and I'm like at the fire giant. I want to grind up to 100, but we're, I I can't find a good place to do it. You're talking about the city. Go back. Go back to Landell. Okay. Have you, have oh, you, the sewer. That's right. I haven't been. Oh there. yeah, the, the sewer is great for grinding, um, but just the city itself is probably really effective for grinding. And like, have you done all of um, Kaled yet? Kaled, so. yes. Okay. Well, yeah, like like Landell, I'd say is the way to go. Mm. Good call. And uh, yeah, then go back and fight that fucker with his uh, with the banner. It, it's Dude. weird how distinct they feel, like going back and forth. Like, it, it's clear I'm playing Dark Souls 3. It's clear I'm playing Elden Ring. Hmm. It's mostly the jump button, but it's also a lot yeah. of other little stuff. Oh, man, Elden Ring is so much more free than... Uh, it is. And and that's the other thing. Is you, were, you were asking if, uh, if, if Elden Ring was actually way harder than Dark Souls 3, and I'm just immediately, no. I don't... No, like, absolutely not. I think Elden Ring taught me to dance better. No, well, I... Because I, I am just, I am feel... cleaving my way all the way up to, I, I didn't die to Faram Watchers once. I don't feel that way about Elden Ring. I think I, Elden Ring gives you so much freedom in various ways to make yourself powerful in so many different directions that it's harder to be underpowered in Elden Ring. It's easy to be underpowered in any previous Souls game. That's true. Yeah. You just not have enough hit points to deal with this shit. Yeah, and then you just kind of just, I don't know, I'll, I'll go off in this direction for like five or six hours, see what's going yeah, on over there. Yeah, Elden Ring lets you do that. In Dark Souls, you got to go this way, for the most part. Three gave you like two or three places at once. It's a little better, but it's, it's no comparison. I just, I have the knowledge of how to like, where to go and what to do, so no one really catches me up. But the first couple times I played it, yeah, it was, I made a lot of magic builds, let's put it that way. Every time I think about going back to these games, I think about returning to Sekiro, though. I love Sekiro. It loves you back, but it is still fundamentally the same game with the same progression. Yeah, no, it's, well, no, once you get to a certain point in Sekiro, you can go in, like, four different directions. Oh. Yeah, and there's That's always, right. there's always like, the memories in the in the temple that you can go back to. Um, the later game, I think, is fairly is relatively linear. Like once you get to the um, the celestial plane, mm-hmm. you just, you got to do this now. <laughs> That's pretty much it. We're wrapping shit up here. Yeah. What is that's, uh, that's how Okami ends too. Weird. No, mm-hmm. you end up on a ship. You don't go to the celestial. Uh, plane that's right. It's like, it's like a UFO. Never mind. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Yeah, it was weird. What is uh, what is Chamberlain playing this week? Uh, well, I uh, did manage to start and finish Atomic Heart. Good. You finished and, Atomic Heart. And, okay. and the Russians know all sorts of things about me now, which is fine because I'm not that interesting. That's uh, your uh, biometric their, data. Yeah, but their game has problems. Atomic yeah, I've, Heart I've heard. has serious, serious issues. <laughs> okay. Uh, it just, Crispy it, critters. Well, okay. It, the writing is bad. The voice acting is just a little. almost universally bad. The it, it feels... I'm not familiar with the studio, and maybe this is their first game, but it feels like somebody's first game. 
Just in terms of like the design, the layout. Yes. Yeah. The the, how the combat. Sense, uh, how game sense rewards yeah. and doesn't yeah. in this case. The 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 combat itself feels feels really loose. It's kind of like the auto aim is kind of loose, which is okay because for the most part, enemy AI just runs straight at you, and you're fighting big things. So it's okay that the aiming is a little off, but then at the end, you're, and you fight, finally fight the two ballerinas, it becomes a problem because they move really fast. The, the weapons themselves are not very satisfying. I mean, you have to craft pretty much everything, but I made it through the entire game with a pistol and a shotgun just because that's what I had, that's what I upgraded, and they worked. There is a kind of Bioshock-ish progression system where you can dump points into any number of different skill trees. And to the game's credit, they're all refundable. You can just kind of pull everything out and start over again if you wanted to. But I never needed to move beyond, you know, hit points, defense, and the lightning skill. So that was what got me through the whole game. There was nothing that forced me or even encouraged me to explore the other um, other trees. There's like a fire tree and a telekinesis tree and things like that, which may have been cool, but... There was no reason to use them. Plus, there weren't enough points to kind of like multi-class. It's like you have one. And if you don't max that one out, you're not getting good points of the skills. So now you have to refund it and do a different one. So the way skills work felt amateurish. The design of the world itself was linear sections, which is okay. I have no problem with linear games. I finished Shadow Warrior 3 and had a blast. That's straight linear game. That's hallway, arena fight hallway. That's that's the whole game was. And... Atomic Heart is similar. You've got decent-sized linear areas and then an open area in between, like an overworld, we'll call it. The problem is is that you can't save anywhere. Mm. You can only save at save points. And the overworld is significantly more difficult than anything else because if you trip an alarm, and the alarms are everywhere, all the robots in the surrounding area just all attack you at once, and they don't give up. They will chase you. So, so you end no, up like, making getting out a line of sight and no, away. no, no. They 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 know where you are, but it's weird because sometimes sometimes they don't go into buildings, but other times they do. And one time, one of the robots actually made it into the safe room where my save point was. That was annoying. Yeah. He 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 clipped through the wall. I'm like, what the fuck, you you know? So the overworld segments end up being just mad dashes from save point to save point because you can die and lose five ten minutes if you don't make it to the next save point. Which is a shame because there are interesting places that you might want to explore in the overworld because you're, you know, you're, now you're in the Russian countryside and there's a farm over here or buildings over here and you want to get the resources out of them. But if you take that sidetrack and you die, you lose everything because there's no autosave. There's no saves coming. It's, you save at the save points. That's it. It just felt archaic. The, the way the plot is presented felt, it didn't feel like the game was telling a story. It felt that like the game was like retelling a story that somebody else told and getting mm. the details wrong. <laughs> it felt like the Cliff's Notes for a better story. And it was presented a lot of it in just, you know, info dumps from your glove. You're like, you, your, your, your character, P3 is his name, is an idiot. And he, he will walk down a hallway and, and you know, start talking to his AI companion. Well, what about this? And the AI companion will go, blah, 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 blah give you info dump on things that are happening in story wise. It's just very like, it's again, the story felt amateurish. Hmm. Like there may have been some, it looks amateurish. There. The snippets I've heard are ear curdling. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Apparently, yeah. apparently, it's it's less offensive if you turn on the Russian voices. I looked for I that option. I couldn't find it. I probably have to change something know. at the system level to do it. Hmm. I don't know. I, I had to change the Y axis to invert it at the system level on the Xbox because there was no option to invert the Y axis on the controller. So that was that, remi- that, that reminds me. Uh, you often bring this up, and I never. I never fuck with with any of those controls. So, are you one of these players who, if you want to look up, you press down on the analog stick? Yes. You're a maniac, sir. <laughs> I, I play with inverted controls in first person shooters. Crazy. Both on both on PC when I played PC and on console. Fucking wild man over here. <laughs> it's been way too long. I cannot change this this behavior. I will never be yeah. able to get away from, from it. So neither of us understand it. Ah, um, it's, it's the game is not. There are points where the game actually looks pretty good. Some of the does some of the world design is interesting. Some of the bosses aren't bad looking. There's one where you come across this giant whale carcass, and it you know this spider looking thing that's which is just like an orb with a bunch of legs cuts its way out of the whale and attacks you. Mm. There's no reason for it to be in the whale. It just is a cool effect, I suppose. But that looked decent. There are other enemies that are way overused. There's an enemy called the Plush. Like literally P-L-U-E, like T-C-H or something like that. And he is basically invulnerable to weapons. You have to use your melee attack on him, your axe or whatever you have. And the first time you fight him, there's only one. That's fine. You you down some condensed milk, which increases your melee attack, and you take care of him. I thought he was just a boss. I was never going to see him again. So I stopped carrying my axe around because <laughs> there's limited inventory space. Well, then I run into a room with two of them. <laughs> So I had to escape them. Double ploosh. Yeah, double ploosh. I got double plooshed. I, I had to escape him, run back to the next to a save point to get to my inventory to put all my ammo away and grab my axe so I could fight them. It's just, it's just, oh, it, yeah, amateurish is a good. It, way to this put sounds it. like this sounds like a five out of ten experience at best. It's five or six. It's not. It's not really enjoyable. I mean, by the time. You get to like the what you see in all the the promos are the two left and right they're called the two ballerina things they're like nine feet tall or whatever, and you you are teased with the two of them and the final confrontation area in the very beginning of the game, and if you've seen any trailers you know that you're going to fight these two and you're going to fight them in this big office so you see them right away but then you don't actually come back around to fight them until the very end of the game. And you finally get to fight him, and it's not a terrible fight. Again, it suffers from that the aiming being kind of wonky and not generous enough because they move really fast. <laughs> and be, they move so fast that you can't use a rocket launcher on them because they just dodge stuff. So it's like handgun or machine gun or, or, or whatever you got. But it's actually not a terrible fight, but it's still unclear of what you're doing, what's happening. I got what I'm guessing is kind of a bad ending, but I'm not sure how I could have done anything different. I yeah, it's this is like a six out of ten. This is a not recommended. Well, that's just obsidian. Yeah, yeah. IGN gave it an eight. I don't know what they're playing. I mean, does the game look okay? Yeah, it does. Uh, on on quality mode, some of the visuals are fairly striking. Very very, it looks different than a Western game, which I suppose is the point because it's not. This is a this is a Russian made game. It does take some pot shots at uh, at um, America, which I thought were funny. Which, I mean, I'm always down for that. Yeah, I had no problem with that. They're, they're so part That's of, essentially the entirety of Infinite. Yeah. Gosh, I guess <laughs> so, I mean, the, the general story is that 
that this is like 1950s or something like that. And Russia has made incredible advances in technology to where they have these autonomous robots out there doing the work for the proletariat, freeing the Soviet citizen to work on art and science. And part of this is that a good percentage of the Soviet citizens have gotten this injection into them that allow, basically it goes into your brain and, and gives you access to the internet via your brain, right? And then the whole point, the main bad guy or good guy, depending on how you look at it, is going to release Collective 2.0. And Collective 2.0 will allow the Soviet citizenry to control robots with their minds, basically give them telepathy, but will also rob them of free will. <laughs> and that, that's kind of the plot. What then, could go wrong? Yeah, how do you go wrong? And what happens is one of the scientists um, figures out what the main bad guy is going to do and decides to release all the robots, make them all, you know, start fighting. What he didn't know is that the robots were all made with a combat mode built in. And you basically, you flip the switch from good to evil. And now all these like robots that were just cleaning the place have machine guns built into them. <laughs> so surprise, the robots are evil now and they're killing everybody. Um, looking at the Wikipedia page here, uh, developer Munfish has been accused of harvesting data of users based in Russia and providing it to Russia's security services. The developer has denied the allegations. While Munfish itself isn't closely tied to Putin, its publisher and some of its investors are. Yeah, well, my life well, is a gas open, prom money. Yeah, in there. My life is an open book anyway. I have a cell phone, so it's not like I can hide anything. Yeah, I just don't want to re reward that kind of behavior. I I completely understand, and 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 me for playing, a five out of five experience. Yeah, exactly for for an experience that yeah. I will very quickly forget. This is not. It's interesting because I just finished Shadow Warrior Three, and it, Shadow Warrior Three is a seven out of ten game, but it's a seven out of ten game that gave me some laughs. That's a good time. It was a good time, yeah. and this is a five or six out of ten that I'm going to scrub from my memory quickly and play something else. So it's no, this is I hearty do not recommend for Atomic Heart. Not a good time. What's up next? What's up next? Um, oh, Wanted Dead. <laughs> Have fun. Oh, yeah. Please tell me because I will not be touching it. Yeah, I, I've heard it's good, but it has some really stupid difficulty spikes. Which, again, like all of his games, good, massive asterisks. Yeah, yeah. So. If you enjoy, I don't know, water torture, which you may. It might. If I'm in the right mood for it, I might. I don't know. After there, I've Wanted Dead, and I have um, uh, Martha is Dead, that horror game with the incredibly graphic scenes in it here as well. I'll play that sometime this hmm. week, too. So. I want to give, uh, was it uh, Case the Golden Idol a shot? People seem to really like that. Uh, which one is that? I don't know if I know that one. It's like a like a classic point and click, oh, click adventure. Okay. That is apparently just the shit. I haven't enjoyed a point and click adventure since uh, The Walking Dead Season 1. Yeah, hence my apprehension. <laughs> but enough people talked about it enough, like months apart, to where like, okay, this has got to be worth bringing up four times. Jason Schreier loved it. He says he was like, there are people that, what was it? There are those that have haven't played uh, Case of the Golden Idol, and those that have put it on their top ten of the year list. Is it a PC game? It must be. It 
it must be because yeah. it's, it's it's like Maniac Mansion. Here's like the three buttons you can press. Oh, yeah. the writing better be yeah, really it's, good. It's old school. <laughs> Windows and Mac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do need to delve just briefly into the world of of, of fancy cardboard rectangles, because for a quick story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, my boss, basically the, the number two guy in the whole company, has been bugging me. It's like, hey, we need to play some magic because I never get to play with him because I play like one night a week and he works a million hours, so he's never around for stuff. And so finally today, we got a chance to sit down over lunch and, and play a game. And I saw him building this nonsense a couple of days ago, and it was because ridiculous and it's expensive. And I've got a new one deck that I just built, and the whole point of mine is to play your cards. I'm taking oh, your monsters, I'm taking your spells, and I'm playing them against you. And it's very amusing for me. So we sat down at lunch, and I proceeded to beat him to death with his own creatures, <laughs> which I laughed about very much. And he was like, yeah, good games, thanks. <laughs> go go retire <laughs> so he's in a good sport but I don't think he expected my like my budget thing to just kind of rake him over the coals the way it did it was kind of funny you don't understand I play Blanca well I do I wasn't that was that was not this deck I did not play Blanca against him because Blanca well, would not have no but I'm talking about shenanigans oh shenanigans about, oh yeah I, about the cheesy shenanigans I, I was I'm, actually on Wednesday night I, I whipped that one out and, and one person in the pot of four recognize he's like oh crap i'm like what what are you talking about he's like i know what you're gonna do i know what card is in your hand and he guessed out of 100 cards what card i had in my hand and he was right because he knew what i was going to do the problem is because he knew what i was going to do he didn't let me do it <laughs> which is the whole kind of bait and switch or the well, mind game i don't know that's, that kind of, that's kind of cool though it is i mean the, the fact that what it... he knew exactly what was going to happen was kind of funny actually which means I need to change what it does, but I don't want to spend any more money on it. So does that mean it's time for headlines? I would love some headlines. So, Thank yes. you. Headlines. <clears throat> In entertainment news, movie studio Bloomhouse is betting again on horror video games and announced a movie adaptation of Dead by Daylight to be, de- to be developed in conjunction with the game studio Behavior Interactive and James Wan's Atomic Monster Studio. Is it Dead by Daylight, the asymmetric one, where you're playing, like, monsters from yes. different movies? Yes. And so, like, how the fuck could you adapt that? Like, maybe Dead by Daylight has their own original monsters. I think all. they do. But, like, what I think of in Dead by Daylight is all the licensed monsters and yeah. running around from the licensed like monsters. Like, Jason's from Friday, the, from Friday the 13th is in there, I think. There's yeah, all sorts of but, them. But there's no fucking story there. As far as I could tell, like, Not I, I'm yet. just, just, just <laughs> from little streams I've watched of certain streamers, but, uh, yeah, so it, just because it's a successful right. horror game, semi-successful horror game, let's say, they, I don't uh, think that means it'll make a good They made movie. a movie about Battleship, okay? There being a plot in the game is not a requirement. Uh, fair enough. But then, like, my question is, like, are, is this going to be a movie where it's, like, Jason and Freddy Krueger and, like, a Deadite? And shit like that. Like, oh, I can wreck it, Ralph. Except for horror movies. All. Yeah, maybe this yeah. is like the the backdoor yeah, like, uh, adaption of uh, Fortnite or some shit. Yeah, like that could that, I could see that being fucking interesting, but like, and not specifically interesting to me. But like, I'm sure horror fans would love that. Like, all the great uh, movie horror villains are around this cabin. <laughs> 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 you know, like I I could see someone enjoying that very much. But yeah. Anyway, hey, uh, speaking okay. of game movies, did we talk about Tetris? 
No, yeah, you, it looks la- last great. week we brought it up. That trailer. Did we bring it up? Cool. Okay, I couldn't remember if we did or not. I'm rooting for actually, actually looks good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. Like I would totally watch that if I had an Apple TV Plus subscription. That's that's not going to happen yeah. until Ted Lasso season three is out. Okay. Ooh, or right. did you, you saw Severance, right? Yes. Yeah, that's them too. Yeah. So when uh, when like Severance season two and Ted Lasso season three are out, I'll get it for a month, watch those in my subscription because I'm sick of Apple TV. I'm pissed off that I've purchased a few things on Apple TV. I apparently slow horses is okay, but oh, what yeah. I've seen did not fill me with confidence. Well, al- almost everything that Apple TV makes is like prestige quality. Like they're really going for quality over quantity, and I really appreciate that. But what I don't appreciate is I have an Android phone, and if I buy everything everywhere all at once on your platform and you don't let me watch it on my fucking phone because you don't have an Android app that I can get without paying you seven bucks a month to use. Oh, what? Yes. Now, fuck off Apple. Amazon Prime gets 100% of my movie purchases going forward because they have an app that works on my phone and I can download the movies I bought. Anyway. Shocking. Okay, so... Remember a couple months ago, or probably probably precisely a month ago, um, I was talking about how when Overwatch first came out, there was an explosion of fan art around the game. Mm-hmm. And one of the artists who I just absolutely loved, like, let me, let me find her. Uh, a thing called Truth Artist. Quick. Her name is Eliza Romboli. Uh, she is, uh, I think she's in like Spain or something like that. Um, and she just did the most lively, charismatic, kinetic drawings of the Overwatch 2 heroes. Um, still some of like my, my favorite artist pieces of Tracer were done by her. And then I noticed that she ended up doing a lot of fairly spicy pictures of Mercy and Moira together. And I was like, oh, she's lesbian. But I kept on following her because just her art is wonderful. And when her and her writing partner put out a book or they put out a series of, of uh, comic books, when that got collected into a trade paperback, I would buy it, just because I want to support this this artist that I really, really think is quite excellent. Um, so I have a thing called Truth Volume 1. I have, uh, I think their first work together called Alice in Leatherland, mm. which, is a, which is a sexy romantic comedy set in, um, set in San Francisco. Um, and they did a Kickstarter for a sequel series to a thing called Truth, which is like a road trip movie, between this short, nervous little scientist lady and this giant, gorgeous Amazonian blonde named Dorian, who's, who wants to travel the world to fulfill her dying brother's wish to visit all these countries. Um, and, like, it, it sold well, but it, and it got some awards, but it just didn't sell quite well enough for the publisher to want to give them a second series, so they decided to kickstart it. This week, with 20 hours left to go in its campaign, it, it hit its goal. And the day before, it was short like eight grand or something. I was like, Ooh. fuck, it is not going to make it. There's no way it's going to make it. Because every crowdfunding campaign has this huge burst at the beginning and then a tail. And a long, low tail. And that's pretty much it. Like, if you're not fully funded within the first half of your campaign, you're probably not going to get funded. I am amazed that it pulled through. And I'm thrilled because in, you know, six months or whatever, I'm going to get the sequel to A Thing Called Truth. Yay. I wish her all the success in the world. 
Uh, it appears that Peter Jackson and his co-writers, Fran Walsh and Philippa Boyens, could play some role in the future of Lord of the Rings movies of Warner Brothers. Right now, uh, it sounds like they're in talks. See, what did, I'm already exhausted. What did Peter Jackson do wrong in his life that he cannot escape this? Uh, didn't he make some half-decent horror movies once? Oh, he, he did. And the Lord of the Rings movies are still great, but the Hobbit movies were not. And and we've we've talked about how it appeared that he didn't want to be there the during the Hobbit were movies. Fine. The Hobbit they were movies not were good. Fine. I were not. like the Hobbit movies. No, why? No. Yes. What do you? How do you feel about Kratos? The orc. With the 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 white orc. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Like defend. Like, yeah. There are fucking, okay. I, I do saying, like the ice flow fight. I'm not saying there's not complaints to be made. Like, why would you give? Why would you make Keeley so sexy, first of all, when he's a dwarf? Second, why does Keeley need to have this romance with this elven woman that you really want to see fulfilled? Just and then just fucking kill Keeley. Fuck you. Fuck you. I hate that. I no, hate no, what happened you. to that character. But the reason I hate what happened to that character is because I care what happened to that character. And so there's all there's a lot about like, I, I love the scene of the dwarves standing around singing about the Misty Mountain. I love I love how they all clean up super fast and, mm. and how upset Bilbo is about all the mess they're making. Like, there's a lot to love in those movies for me. I remember the books very fondly as a child. I remember the book very fondly as a child. So to see, to see Smaug take the arrow, take the black arrow through the heart, that's fucking awesome. Although in the cartoon I saw when I was a kid, the black arrow was shot from like a, a handheld bow. Yes, so I really, you and yeah, I are I thinking really of the same cartoon. Yeah, I really Bakshi. didn't. I didn't the Frank and Bass the cartoon. Yeah, I didn't but appreciate the, the ballista so much. Yeah, but yeah. no, like uh, there, there was still a lot to love in those in those movies to me, and I get that pretty much everyone else hates them, and that's okay. Everyone else is allowed to hate them in the same way I'm allowed to kind of like them. I think for me, it's just just visually, they just didn't look as good as Lord of the Rings. Um, and some of it was the choices of colors, and some of it was the choices of the frame rate. You know, trying to get it to, it, it looked like you know a BBC documentary sometimes. It was just I don't know, but the it looked uh, like TV. Didn't the, no, the, I, I thought I thought the floating city looked pretty cool, and uh, the the Elven city looked all fucking awesome. The Elven I city looked not... awesome, and the part where they cover smog and gold is really cool. Yeah, but the the, part, the, the part it with was the standing. Fun. The standing gold statue that falls on a smog looks so terrible. It's uh, no, I didn't uh, mind it. I didn't mind it. I was I was into the fantasy, but there what is one thing that we can all hate together? Oh, What's excellent! That? HBO Max has officially ordered a series called Welcome to Derry, a prequel show oh, set yeah. in the world of oh, Stephen King's God. It. God, okay, that's yeah. I'm down to hate that. Okay. <laughs> now I have. Well, the thing is, this could. Now uh, we all hate it. I agree. I don't. I don't, immediately don't want to like it. If they get that same fucking Skarsgård kid to play uh, Pennywise again, oh, oh, he probably won't. He's got better things to do. He probably does. But uh, but if they get but you know you know what was also a TV adaptation of it, the one with Tim Curry, like it's possible. It's possible that it's amazing, and I don't know where this optimism is coming from. But you know, you I don't know, either. You never know. You never know. But I agreed. We don't fucking need this mm-hmm. as a rule. Yeah, have you two fallen news. off? Of, have you two fallen off of The Last of Us? Or have they stopped? No, I watched episodes? it. Yeah, okay. I, I haven't kept watching it. I am like three or four episodes behind at this point. 
Okay. It's worth your time. It's not as it's okay. it doesn't really hit the heights of episode three ever again, but it's not bad. That's the thing is episode three worked for me so much because it was like a retcon. It completely changed that that story. And it did it in a wonderful, powerful way. And uh, what's her name? The the woman from um, the woman from Yellow Jacket shows up as like the leader of a yeah a Melanie gang. Lansky yeah Melanie Lansky shows up. And I was like, yeah, I'd like to see him. But but every time I go to turn on the TV, I think about watching the last episode of Poker Face, but I'm tired. I'm, I'll go to go to sleep soon. I'll just turn on American Dad or Family Guy. I like the Phil Tippett one they did. The Phil Tippett what? The Phil Tippett uh, Poker Face episode, the last one. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's good. Uh, you know, in, in Overwatch news. Uh, announced as part of the One Punch Man collaboration, Kiriko is getting a terrible tornado skin, which is literally just her base Overwatch 2 skin with different hair. And they're selling it for $21. $21. Which immediately That's... brings to mind the gif of uh, of Smithers from Simpsons going, but she's got a new hat. <laughs> like, ugh. For $21, you can buy whole ass indie games. Yes, you could buy Hollow Knight right now for yes. $21. Listener. There you go. I believe it's always been 15 isn't it? Yeah, probably, but with $20, yeah. you'll have change. You can go buy an ice mm-hmm. cream. Uh, Activision fired two quality assurance testers this week for speaking out about stresses caused by the return to the office. The union is suing Activision, saying the firings were illegal. Good. They're illegal? Good. Jeez, you can't just fire somebody for saying, I'm stressed at work. What the fuck? And then two... two hey, how, how would you feel about being even more stressed? <laughs> uh, two nice things that people wrote on the internet about me this week. Oh. In, re- in relation to Overwatch, uh, someone on YouTube commented on a video of mine. Clean play the gra- play the game transition. Nice. And may I just say, commenter on my YouTube channel, I really appreciate that you noticed that. That's not something that's easy to do, frankly, to get to get the clips to line up so that you there is no animation clip because the play of the game is not. That section of it is not the game that I was playing. That's the system recreating it based on data from those moments. So, like, voice lines won't line up. Sometimes character positions won't line up. And to get it to just flow from one into the next with, with no difference, perceivable difference, is is kind of hard to do. Additionally, it's worth noting, if anyone is trying to do this at home, if you're noticing the sound sounds off, increase the volume of the play of the game clip by 200%. And then the audio levels will match the gameplay. So thanks, YouTube commenter. I appreciate that. Don't and then you know. uh, Kairos, or Cyros, on the Reset Hero, Hero forums wrote this week, I just want to say that Chance inspires me to learn Tracer. Still on Reset Hero? Yes. I try to go back, and, and they don't accept my email address as a real email address. Well, no, you got to have, like... I don't know what kind of email address you have to have. I, I mean, it doesn't take Outlook.com addresses. I've Ooh. had the same email address for 30 fucking years. Yeah, but the, nice. point, the point is, like, any any D-bag can go and sign up for a Hotmail address or an oh, Outlook address. Oh, but I'm not any D-bag. Address. I'm an I'm exceptional not D-bag. <laughs> I'm not saying you're just any D-bag. You're my D-bag, and I love you. Okay. Our D-bag. But, uh, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sure you have... It wouldn't surprise me if, like, you had an email address that you don't use that is provided by your internet provider, right? Uh, I just switched ISPs. I finally got AT&T Fiber running up to the house, so... Hmm. What are your thoughts? Um, I like it so far. I mean, it's... I'm getting over a gig down 
at the modem. And then nice. right in front of it, I have, I'm going from modem. I don't like their Wi-Fi, So I'm going from modem into my Wi-Fi. I have a, an Orbi mesh system and at the hub, I'm getting 700 on my phone over Wi-Fi, which is pretty fucking mm. good. Yeah. It's you blink and you're going to download. Great yeah. The problem is by the time I'm, I'm by the time I run up to my gaming room, which is on the other end of the house, up a floor, I'm on the satellite for my Orbi and I'm only getting like two or ah. 300 down. So what this That's means still is not I, bad. it's not bad, but this means it's it's finally time to run a cable. I'm gonna have to pull a cable. That's not cheap. Well, I'm gonna do it. Um, all right. I'm gonna pull yeah, a cable. All you need is a drill and some determination. Well, yeah, it's it's gonna go under the house. Good old fashioned elbow grease through the crawl space, up through the garage, into the floor of my room because my room's actually above the garage, so I can do it pretty and you know, cleanly. We'll see. Without ro- without ruining too much of the. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be messy as fuck because you got to go in the into the uh, crawl space, but you know, no, he'll be doing under the cover of darkness. I, <laughs> sneaky, sneaky, but yeah. But apart you know, from I that, have... hey, babe, have, hey babe, have another glass of lime before bed. Can't hurt. Don't listen to that I have... hammering. <laughs> I did have one really good Overwatch play prior to uh, or earlier today. My brother has been waking up weirdly early, so it's like I'm done work for the day, and then immediately I get the text. Okay, let's play. So I don't have any downtime at all. <laughs> Even though Overwatch is technically downtime. Um, and then the first couple games you play every day is usually you're playing Flex Queue. Because there's always daily challenges to complete. And the best way to complete those is to go Flex Queue. Um, so I'm usually playing support for like the first three games. And I'm playing Zenyatta on Coliseo. And I have Transcendence, which heals allies for I think it's 300 health per second in a huge radius around me. So like it basically stops anyone from dying from anything, but like a widow headshot. Um, and I know that the enemy Reinhardt has his shatter because he just hasn't used it. And an earth shatter will stun everyone for like half a football field's length away from the Rhine for about two and a half seconds, which is more than enough time for him and his team to kill all of you. And the Reinhardt comes up. He's he's pretty much right in front of me. He goes, hammer down. And boom, transcendence. And then he drops the hammer. My team is getting healed. Well, he's going to deal with that. So he charges. But while Zenyatta is in transcendence, he's invincible. So I move up into him, take the charge. He pins me into a wall, but I'm invincible. And my team is just fine. We win the game. It was great. Nice. Yeah. Uh, da-da. Elsewhere, IO Interactive's next game is... Now, this is the Hitman developer, listener. Yeah. Right. The Hitman developer's next game is a bold new online fantasy RPG. Oh, boy. A world and game built from the core to entertain players and expand for many years to come. Mm. Now, if you mm. read if you read a lot of the statement that they put out on this, it sounds like some of what they're talking about is... Um, um, what's the word for, dead, for the Dead by... Uh, for the Dead by Daylight style of multiplayer, isometric. one player is like I, no, not isometric. Isometric, isometric. is top down. Asymmetric. Asymm- yeah, asymmetric. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. It sounds like they could be looking at asymmetric multiplayer because they talk about they talk about like the decisions of a G, of a of a tabletop player and uh, the people leading the game and the people playing the game. And no online game, no online fantasy RPG has ever done that in a way that lived. They tried with that fucking Fable game. I don't remember that game ever even came out. No, it never came out. No, it didn't. Yeah. Like, the people keep on trying and fail, failing to make a game like that, so I really hope they don't go in that direction. 
But beyond that, do you remember the last game IO Interactive made that wasn't Hitman? No. No. Well, there's there's two. There's two other properties they had. One was called Kane and Lynch Dead Men. Oh, oh God. Fuck. Those were so mediocre. Okay. And the other was called Mini Ninjas. You liked Mini Ninjas. I liked Mini Ninjas, but it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Like, the animations were wonderful. The art style was wonderful. Um, but just in terms of gameplay, they don't do gameplay very well. They do game design fucking impeccably <laughs> within within the confines of the Hitman universe. So I really worry that they're going to invest quite heavily in this and then maybe go, oh shit, we got to make another Hitman game like now. Because this is not their wheelhouse. But that said, when someone goes outside their wheelhouse, sometimes you get Uncharted. You know, sometimes you get Infamous. Sometimes you get Spider-Man. Sometimes you get, yes, you get Spider-Man, you get Horizon Zero Dawn. So, you know, good things can happen, and I love Io, and I wish them nothing but the best. But I worry for them. It's like, it's like your friend telling you, you know what? I'm going to get my uh, my realtor's license. This is, this is I quit my job. It's like, oh. <laughs> wow. Wrong market for I hope, that. It, I, hope it go, <laughs> I hope it goes well. Uh, the but PlayStation Plus. <laughs> the PlayStation Plus monthly games for March are Battlefield 2042, Minecraft Dungeons, and Code Vein. Is Minecraft Dungeons even worth my time for no. free? Uh, no. Fuck. You played it? I did play it. It was on you Game did. Pass. You did, I remember. It was yeah. on Game Pass. It was, well, it's just like baby's first action RPG. Ew. Code, oh, Code Vein is that anime Souls-like, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Namco Bandai, 7 out of 10 on Metacritic, 9 out of 10 on Steam. I don't know. The people that really loved it, I'm still convinced are huge perverts. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That's a safe uh, I don't. I don't trust their opinions. <laughs> Speaking of Souls-likes, from Software officially announced the expansion for Elden Ring this week, Shadow of the Erd Tree. It is, quote, in development with no release date or window. Please look Take your time. To I'm just glad it's going to happen. Yeah, but if it's not Take your time. Out, Take if, your time. If your expansion doesn't come out within a year of release. Look, I'm coming back no matter what. I'm not saying that Elden Ring doesn't have legs. I'm just saying there was a time when the iron was hot. And that time is, like, rapidly closing. They have a 27 million player install base. I don't think they care. <laughs> True. Uh, the Ubisoft studio working on Beyond Good and Evil 2 is reportedly under investigation for, quote, unprecedented burnout and sick leave. And the, devel- and the director recently departed, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Yes. So not, well, only is like that game, not only is that game never coming out, it's actively harming people now. <laughs> yep, yep. It is a blight on humanity, as it turns out. Well, I mean, if if the burnout truly is unprecedented, uh, at least they're, it shows they're being ambitious. No, or it shows it's all Ubisoft. this because we couldn't have Rayman Origins three. I would love Rayman Origins three. Who wouldn't? Besides, you know, Ubisoft investors. Legends was not as good as Origins. No, but it wouldn't you rather have a third good. one by now? Still I, really no, fun. we should have a third one by now, I agree. Maybe it didn't sell. It, it obviously fell to the floor. <laughs> I played it. I played the fuck out of that game. I've played it several times over the last couple of years. It was like a bonus level, but the bonus levels were like do it in like 480p. Mm-hmm. Less, like It was less. It was like 100p or something. Yep. 
Basically, have you memorized the level yet? Tough yes. shit. <laughs> now you can't see fucking anything. Um, the Outer World Spacer's Choice Edition, a version for the new gen consoles, is out March 7th, Alex. That game's problem was not graphics. Yeah, which is boring. It's really short. Like, too goddamn short for what it was trying to be. Well, no, like... Okay, it was definitely not a space fallout. Mm-mm. No. And that's kind of what people wanted it to be. Yeah, like, and the final nail in that game for me was when I played New Vegas again for the first time in, like, four years. Like, no, this was better than Outer Worlds. Okay, but I, for don't, sure. I don't think you remember how positive you were about Outer Worlds at the time. You fucking loved that game. I did. I did. And then the ending sucked. Okay, well, that can kill a lot. Like, it just, it's just like, oh, the game is over now because you ran out of money. Okay, go, 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 go. Okay, that's it. We're out of here. <laughs> Bye. Start working on the DLC. What? <laughs> yeah, it's completely tangential. Yeah. I, I, I got halfway through one of them. It was okay. I, I gave it so many chances. How long do we have to wait for Resident Evil 4? Uh, the 24th. Oh, oh shit, that's this month? Rest. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is this month, man. Isn't that cool? Pretty soon we'll just see a high-def stone robot. See Leon get his head cut off in 4K. Oh, the mayor battle again. Oh, with his fucking spine. Yeah. It was a demo for Wolong Fallen Dynasty. And I and I clicked purchase before I remembered that the guy, the developer, is like a super, uh, super misogynist. And then I tried mm-hmm. to cancel it, but... The the demo didn't download. It like doesn't like it. It shows in my purchased games, but you can't play it. So I'm I'm okay with it. I don't have to. Uh, the Outer Worlds is out. Fatal Frame: Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. I'll buy that on Fallout sale. Terrible. I'm not gonna pay full price for that. <laughs> Hot the wreck. What is the wreck? Oh, there was like a stealth release that came out. Do you guys remember Bendy and the Ink Machine? Yes. The sequel came out. Oh, vaguely. The when? Uh, like yeah, last week. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I'm i not going to buy it now. It's on my list of things that I'll buy when it's on sale. But yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. I'll take a sequel to Bendy and the I Ink Machine. I thought you didn't really like that game. No, I did. I liked it, but it was it, 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 it was unnerving. But no, I, I liked it. I remember liking it. I am old, though, and I forget um, things. So, Gorn on the 16th. Chia on the 21st. I don't think I'm going to get Chia. And then Resident Evil 4 on the 24th. Yeah, we got like three weeks until there's a good game to play. Ooh, Grim Grimoire once more on uh, April 4th. I want to like you again, Vanillaware, but it's been a while. And remaking a game from the PS2 era, I don't think it's going to do it. Is it actually a remake, or is it just like an upport? Um, I think it'll be a remake to the same degree that like uh, uh, Dragon's Crown Enhanced mm. Edition or whatever it was called was a See, remake. Like they're going to use the same art, just upres. I don't even remember Grim Grimoire. Grim Grimoire. Grim Grim Grimoire was an RTS that you play with a controller. Was it the last game to come out for the PS2? It was one of them. But, like, yeah, like, just the control scheme fucking sucked. So unless they completely refigure how to do the control scheme, um, I have zero interest in that. If reviews tell me it's amazing, I'll check it out because I love Vanillaware. That'd be two games in a row they've done that have been like, meh. 
Well, no, like people loved and and the admittedly the story. Whatever. Yeah, the story for thir- Aegis thirteen Rim? Sentinels, yeah. Aegis Rim. Yeah, 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 was really crazy interesting and actually fairly well done. And then the gameplay was just what the yeah, fuck that are was we doing? No, thanks. Like I probably put an hour total into it, and all I could say was the game is really good. And if you want to see a bunch of sexy teenagers, sexy anime teenagers, this is Ma- the game for you. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, and I was like, uh, the story's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Dead Island 2, April 21st. Apparently we got like 14 more minutes of Dead Island footage today. I, I saw that. that yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I was like, there it is. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's better than Dying Light 2. I hope so. You hate that game. I really did. <laughs> you guys played. I've had it reinstall just to like re, just, you know, reevaluate it, and I, I, I can't, can't just, I cannot find the fucks. You played it for longer than I. I'd rather, pl- I'd rather play Dead Rising again or um, Dying Light, Dying Light original again, because that at least runs on the deck. Didn't Dying Light get a um, get a new gen version? I don't know. I think they did. Dying Light new gen. Yeah, there's question mark. So many Next gen patch for the original Dying Light is now available for Xbox Series X and S owners. The patch was released on PlayStation Five. This was written in like March of 2022. So yes, the patch came out March 2022. Uh, performance mode. Um, Have you seen any of the uh, material that Digital Foundry has put out about PSVR two? N- well, I haven't watched any of it because who gives a fuck? But well, I assume you have. Um, uh, apparently it's really good. Like, really well done. Yeah, but just because it's better than the last VR headset for consoles. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to do it. It's way too expensive. But it sounds like they actually put out a good piece of hardware this time. Oh. Um, they were, so, yeah, the eye tracking stuff. Yeah, does sound so the last cool. they were talking about was VR. Yeah, was, res with eye tracking. Well, they were talking about uh, Gran Turismo in VR, and that okay. they finally have reproduced like when someone drives up behind you and have their brights on and your rearview mirror, and it fucking sucks. Yeah, it works now in VR. Like it's almost blinding, <laughs> and it's still tracking your eyes, so it, it renders what you're looking at at a higher resolution, and everything else is dipped, which just is crazy to me. So, I mean, for five fifty, the thing better be awesome. But it actually sounds like it is awesome. Now, how many good games are going to be for this thing? What two? That's the thing. Maybe like, right now, there's probably like twenty games out. And going on previous VR collections, like you're going to be, I would be amazed if it ended up at forty games total yeah. of that you wanted to check out. Yeah. At the end of its lifetime, you mean? Yeah, yeah. And even then, like thinking about PSVR one. You should check out uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission. I think it was, mm-hmm. and um, Beat Saber. Um, Beat Saber, Moss. and but you could only play Beat Saber if you had that certain kind of controller. True. So there's there's another peripheral to buy, and Moss. It was pretty much it, and like they put out you know Star Wars shit for that thing. It sucked. Uh, <laughs> it was so yeah. bad. Um, Every pretty much every VR game I tried on PSVR sucked. The Wolfenstein one um, made me so motion sick. Oh, I didn't even try. Yeah, it was it ba- basically you were in some of the big robot monsters doing things, which is a cool idea, yeah. 
but I was nauseous in like 10 minutes. I'm like, nope, this is not happening. <laughs> uh, I found Deets on the Dying Light new gen patch. It introduces three new video modes, a 25% increase to in-world viewing distance. You can have a 60 frame per second performance mode in full HD, quality mode, 30 FPS at 4K, or balanced aiming mode, or mode aiming for 60 FPS in quad high definition. Okay. I might want to put in Dying Light again. Those those two cities are pretty fucking great. Yeah, man. <laughs> Dying Light was really nice, and it had it had a good balance between the melee and the uh, and the platforming. It was pretty perfect. It was pretty perfect, mm-hmm. and then in Dying Light Two, it was like here's all kinds of awesome platforming shit you can do. Can't because you haven't leveled it up but yet. <laughs> Well, not just that, but, like, it was all about the platforming and very little about killing zombies. Not enough about killing zombies and making that aspect of it feel cool. Hey, how how about all the great loot is behind the exact same uh, dungeon crawl? Eight, nine, ten, eleven times. Yeah. Yeah, going into those fucking hospitals over and over. Fucking hospitals over and over. Yeah. Good. Like, it, I, I read about, like, the, the staffing issues they had at that studio and how it kind of got run by a mad god but instead of you know i was we were not (laughs) it's a miracle that um what's it uh, last of us 2 is as good as it is i suppose yeah but everything that's wrong with the last of us 2 you could handily lay at Druckmann's feet and everything that's good about last of us 2 is how it plays how it looks uh the fucking animations the combat. Great. the combat in The Last of Us 2 is chef's kiss. I did like the guitar playing game, too. Yeah, apparently people who like can play guitar were like amazed by how effective it was at allowing you to just do anything you wanted with a guitar. I couldn't do shit with it. No, I, yeah. <laughs> that was that lost on me. I feel like after um, Hi-Fi Rush, I might be able to do something. <laughs> yeah, it's a teaching game. There you go. I I okay. You know what? I think Hi-Fi Rush made me better at Dark Souls. I think that's true. Hmm. You have to pay attention. to Attacking a lot on of the things. beats actually kind of important. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's all I got. That's all I got too. All right. In that case, holding pattern until Resident Evil. We'll make it. We'll make it. Three weeks. I'm gonna go play some more Overwatch. Fuck that. Game. <laughs> I'm just angry. All right. Chance, please buy a Steam Deck before a PSVR 2. <laughs> Neither of us are going to buy a PSVR 2. Yeah, I really yeah, okay. don't. Yeah. I mean, 550 American, I could get a pretty fucking nice tattoo for that money. So, you could. <laughs> so anyway. All right. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, a, a mid-tier time capsule for all your favorite PC no, games. Okay, I got one more, but I have to tell it after we start recording. Okay. <laughs> all right. In that case, Alex, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Jazz, thank you for talking. That's what I do. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week. Oh.